Welcome, Grievers. Today you have reached Season 1, Episode 29 of the Leftover Pieces Podcast. And today is one of my solo episodes where I go down the rabbit hole and just talk about what's on my mind. And today, what's on my mind is to basically do a Season 1 recap because, believe it or not, Season 1 is almost over. And yes, season two is just around the corner. Um, when I first started doing this podcast, I felt like I was going to um, enjoy it, but it has become so much more than I could have ever hoped for. The conversations and the connections that I am making are beyond valuable. And I hope somehow it's bringing something valuable to your life as well in this grief journey that we're on together. What I'm going to do today is kind of just go through the conversation episodes, there will be 30 total episodes in the season, but half of those are solo episodes like this. And I'm not going to talk about those episodes. Although I think there's a few gems in there as well. But I'm just going to briefly go through each of the episodes where I had a conversation with somebody and tell you, you know, and just a brief description of what that podcast is about. My hopes are that as people find this podcast, the recap episodes are something that they can listen to, to kind of help them decide which episodes they'd like to go back and maybe listen to that they haven't heard before. And if you're new to this podcast, that's what this serves. If you're not new and haven't listened to them all, this might give you an indication of some of them that you still want to listen to. So here goes. Episode two, which was called Finding Support, Founding a Group, is with Bonnie Swade. Bonnie Swade uh, lost her son, Brett, to suicide and is the founder of a group called SAS MOCAN. That stands for Suicide awareness and support. And then MoCan is Missouri and Kansas. And it's a Kansas City based group. But Bonnie and I talk about the importance of community and particularly in this case, support groups, when you have a loss like this, and helping you to um, better start to heal and cope with your loss. Episode four, called A Brother Lost, An Unbreakable Bond, is an episode that is particularly special to me because it was an episode where my son, my youngest son, Parker, and I are able to talk about the loss of Alex, his brother, my son, to suicide and what up until now that has looked like for us. Um, Episode six was called Above the Rug, A Suicide Widow's Tale. And Lindsay Doolittle is a Kansas City-based art teacher who lost her husband, Brett, to suicide, and he was also a police officer. So Lindsay brings her angle as a spouse, but also as a spouse who has not been embraced um, by the police department that her husband was with the way that she would have hoped and has endured a lot of shame and stigma in her journey. And she has written a children's book and done a lot of things. It's a really good episode. Episode eight is with a a gal who was very 
important to me in the beginning of my journey when I was looking for comfort and places to go. This episode's called Shelby Forsythia, Your Grief, Your Way. And Your Grief, Your Way is the latest book that Shelby has authored. She's also the author of another book called Permission to Grieve. And she's a grief coach. She's a fellow podcaster. Um, Coming back, her podcast is no longer being recorded just as of a few months ago. But she has like three years worth of episodes that can still be um, accessed and listened to. And even though Shelby's loss was not in the suicide space, she is, like I said, an author and a grief coach and is dedicating her life to working with grievers. And I just connected with her message very early on as far as being able to come back um, to some level of life after loss, even though it's going to look different. Episode 10 is called Trauma to Bipolar, When Suicide Becomes an Option. And in this episode, I talk with um, my very dear friend, Jennifer, who addresses the trauma in her life and how she eventually received a diagnosis of bipolar and even discusses how that has, how that mental health journey at one point did take her to the brink of considering taking her own life and how the effect of losing Alex, um, how that affected her and what her life looks like now as she continues to grow as someone who recognizes that her mental health is something she's going to have to deal with um, forever. Um, Episode 12 is called Forever 15, A Lasting Tribute to Raider. In this episode, I spoke with Susan, who lost her son Raider when he was just almost 16, but still 15. And Susan and her husband have started a foundation called the Raider Ward Foundation in memory of their son. Um, The foundation particularly exists to be able to provide scholarships for children that want to go to Montessori school because that's where her son Raider excelled and where some of his best years were spent. However, she also uses her platform to primarily promote mental health awareness. So it's, it's such a good um, thing that she's doing from, you know, being able to take her loss and give back to other people that are grieving. And then also to give back to, you know, a place that would have made Raider really happy. Episode 14 Learning to Support a Griever When Our Love Met Tragedy is the title of that episode. And in that episode, I actually sit down with my husband, uh, GR, and we have a conversation about what it's been like to support me through this journey. And I say that because he is not Alex's father. He he knew Alex and cared about Alex, but he really only knew him the last couple years of his life. And Alex never lived with us. Alex was at college the entire time um, that since, you know, GR and I were together and, and married, we 
we have one of those stories. We got together back in college and spent four and a half years together in college and then spent 20 plus years apart before we reunited. So we have a really great love story and I'm going to cry even talking about it. Um, it was not to obviously, um, it was met with tragedy. And so we talked very frankly about how our love has changed and what he's had to do to support me through this grief while recognizing that he also has experienced the loss. Um, I mean, he didn't only experience the loss of, of Alex, who was you know his stepson, but he, I mean, we've both experienced the loss of what we thought our life was going to be and just isn't and will never be what it would have been had we had Alex not died. So um, I, I obviously near and dear to my heart, but I think that's a good episode for any couples that are that are grieving to to possibly listen to. Or if you're just trying to support a griever, I think it's a good episode. Episode 16 is called Rejoining the Land of the Living, Mary's Brave Life. And I talk with a gal named Mary Barris in this episode, and she's just such a warm, funny uh, person. And it was such a, a nice interview. We talk about um, the loss of both of her parents to suicide and how that has transformed her life. And her son is, you know, her primary motivation for the life that she lives nowadays to be a good, good mom. And she's a motivational uh, human and speaker. And just, it's just a joy to, to talk with her. I think you'll really enjoy this episode. Episode 18 is called Unpacking My Unconscious Mind, Transformation to a Radical Life. And this episode is with breakthrough coach, Emily Ziedzik. And Emily is the coach that I use to go through um, a one-on-one -on -one breakthrough session with uh, Emily's trained in neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis. And to date, it's probably, well, it is the most transformational thing that I have done for my own grieving process since losing Alex. And so Emily and I get to talk about uh, neuro-linguistic programming and exactly what it is she does. And I think I talk a little bit about how it's, how it's helped me. And it's also just a nice conversation. Episode 20, Brenda's brutal reality of child loss by suicide, delayed grief and finding her new self. Brenda has a heartbreaking story of losing her son Chase, but then living for five years before she had 100% confirmation because Chase's body hadn't been found. And so she talks about the difference of the five years leading up to finding Chase's body and then since, and it's been almost nine years since her loss. And it's just so interesting because most of us live with before and after, um, was this before? I mean, I feel like my life is broken into those segments of, I honestly, when I try to think of when things happened, I find myself thinking, was Alex still alive when it happened? My life exists in this before and after realm and her life exists that way too, but she has two afters. She has after he was gone and they knew that he was gone 
but then after they actually had uh, physical confirmation. So uh, just a heart-wrenching story, but such a wonderfully warm woman. The next episode is episode 22 called Joey Somebody, Sibling Loss, Vulnerability, and the Male Ego. And in this episode, um, my conversation with Joey is exactly that. It comes at things from a male's perspective. Joey lost his brother to suicide and basically denied it for the first year afterwards. Like he, he didn't deny that his brother died by suicide, but he like completely stuffed the feelings and didn't deal with them. And then at the one year anniversary, everything came and kind of came crashing down. And now he has spent his life. Um, he's written a book called Joey Somebody um, considers himself a recovering egomaniac. He is just doing wonderful work in male vulnerability and really putting yourself out there and, you know, having lost a son and knowing how hard it is for men to address their mental health. This episode actually puts a spotlight on that and really, um, highlights, why men need to be able to speak up and how we need to give them platforms to do so. Episode 23. There's a break in there from the even numbers because I think that's when I took a week off to go to the beach. Um, anyway, episode 23 called Sharon survived how she defined her why is with an author named Sharon who is a survivor. Sharon attempted to take her life and against all odds survived and now has a mission to talk about suicide and suicidal ideation and how she found her why. Episode 26 is called Esther and Aster. A sister's love lives on and I talk with Kara Perkins, the founder of a company called Esther and Aster that makes semicolon, she makes semicolon, um, mostly bracelets, but she does um, other things. She has keychains and um, several different types of bracelets. And I know she's branching out into other leather, leather goods. It's a leather goods, um, handcrafted artisanal product and Kara does this in memory of her sister Leah who died by suicide and she wanted a way to be able to let Leah's story not be over and she knew that the semicolon was the symbol for someone's story not being over and she felt like she could do that in giving somebody a wearable conversation piece and that just touches my heart because as you know I feel like unless we continue to have conversations and we're willing to have tough conversations like conversations about suicide, that we aren't going to see any real change occur. And Kara agrees. Episode 28, which brings us to the last conversation episode that I put out last week is called Cheller's House of Rocks, Finding a Healing Community. In this, I talk with Cheller Crossley, who is the founder of, of Cheller's House of Rocks, and I'm just going to kind of leave some of that one up to your um, <laughs> imagination because we talk about crystals and rocks and how, you know, her love of those things and community 
has turned into this amazing community that she only hoped could exist, but didn't know quite how to get there. Cheller also does breath work and she has become certified in Reiki arts and just has so many gifts to give and is such a comforting human being. Actually, one of our, one of my bonus episodes that's out um, is a breath work um, meditation that I released as a bonus episode. And it's actually Cheller doing this meditation. So that is definitely one of the other episodes I can recommend that you listen to. Um, so that brings me to where I'm at today, which is episode 29. And next week's episode um, will be the season finale. And then uh, just so you know what to expect next week, I'm really excited about the season finale. It's with Dr. Lenore Matthews and her, and she's um, the founder of alchemy of science and spirit. And we have a very lively conversation about her journey since losing her husband to suicide just over a year ago. And as a scientist who's, who's been traditionally very left brain, Lenore shares very candidly about how her right brain has activated since losing her husband to the point that she undeniably has contact with spirit and is now recognizing and honing her own abilities to even facilitate spirit contact. So I'm just going to kind of leave that there as a teaser, but it's a really um, powerful conversation and I'm excited to release it as the season finale. And then as far as what to anticipate, season two is going to start on June 6th. I think that's the right um, date for that Sunday in June, first Sunday in June. And I'm just going to let you be a little bit surprised. I have a really exciting episode planned for that release. Um, but is there going to be a whole month where there's no episodes? No. Um, I'm going to release something every single week during my break. And by break, I'm just going to be taking a pause in recording and editing during that time. But the episodes will come out every week. They're going to be a little bit different. They're going to be kind of like bonus episodes in between season episodes. So we'll give you time to go back and listen to some of these, which is why I decided to do this. I actually took a cue from another podcaster. And so I can't take all the credit here for this, but uh, they do a recap at the end of every season. And it, it helps people kind of go back without having to stop and listen to all starts of all of those that kind of gives you an idea of what you might want to listen to. As far as what season two is going to look like, is it going to look exactly like this has looked? Um, for the most part, yes. I think that I'm reevaluating a few things. I'm going to still release every week. I might release more conversation style episodes, but I don't want to stop the solo episodes either. And that said, I'd love to have any feedback that anybody wants to give me of what you'd like to hear me talk about or conversations that you'd like to see me have with somebody or types of episodes that you would wish that I was doing instead of what I am doing. I originally decided to do this the way that I am because I wanted some variety. I didn't want to have just long episodes. I didn't want to have just extremely heavy topic, although I know, how do we get away from this being heavy when we're still in the suicide space? But I, I think you know what I'm talking about. So I wanted to mix it up enough that there was a variety of things to pick from because I know that during 
when I'm searching for things to listen to, that's what I look for. Sometimes I need a longer, heavier episode with more meat to it. And other times I just need something easy to listen to. So that's why I format my podcast the way I do and why I release episodes of different lengths and types. And so, yes, I plan on still doing that same format, but because I have such an influx of conversations that I'm, I'm wanting to have with people and people are asking to have with me, I feel like it's possible I'll be releasing more conversation episodes for my weekly and then doing maybe the bonus episodes in between. So that's, I'm still kind of deciding that. And we'll obviously some of that we'll just find out as season two starts on June 6th, but don't, don't leave me. I'm, I'm still going to be putting stuff out in May and would love for people to reach out. I'll still be responding to email and setting up my calendar for interviews and doing that. I just won't be actively interviewing or editing during May. But other than that, I'm still going to be reachable. I'm still going to be on social media. There will be episodes that will be released that have already been recorded. And that will be what I'm doing. And so with that said, I just have to say one more time how thankful I am for this community. And I hope it goes without saying that I too wish we didn't need this community. I wish it for all of us more than anything. But since we do, I'm glad that we have found a space that we can be together. I am glad that we are able to um, sometimes not feel quite so alone in this space together. And with that said, I guess I'll finish up by saying You might see me become a little bit more active on Clubhouse and anybody that's listening that doesn't know what Clubhouse is or would like um, an invite, as long as you have an iPhone, unfortunately it's for iPhone only, please reach out to me through my Instagram and I will happily send you an invite for Clubhouse. I think it's a phenomenal space. I'm a co-host in a Clubhouse room that meets every Wednesday And along with a couple other people that are here in the United States, I'm considering hosting my own clubhouse room uh, to further the conversation. And it is a live conversation social media app. So think about, well, it's kind of like, I don't even know what to say it's like because it's it's not like, you know, so Instagram or Facebook where you're putting out pictures and words. You're actually logging into rooms and having live conversation in real time. Nobody can see pictures. You can just see each other's icons, but it's a live conversation forum. So, and I think rooms can have up to 5,000 people in which that would just be crazy. But some people use their rooms for educational purposes. And so if somebody was teaching a subject, that might be appropriate for that many people to be listening. But like in the room that I co-facilitate with some other ladies in the suicide loss space that are in England, um, and it's called Life After Suicide, and we host that on Wednesdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, which is 7.30 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time or UK time. And that's part of the reason I'm considering doing one of my own also is just to get it to maybe be in the evenings in the U S because I realize two 30 in the afternoon is probably hard for a lot of people to be on a live uh, conversation. 
So that's another place to look for things happening and would love to know any feedback that you have there of whether the leftover pieces clubhouse room would be something that anybody would have any interest in. So with that, I'm going to conclude for today and tell everybody to take care. I'm sending love and so much light your way. And we'll talk soon. Thank you.